2: I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. My guest today is Sarah Dandeshe. Thank you for listening, everyone. Before we get to my talk with Sarah, I want to mention the website. That is, of course, TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there. You can see photos of Sarah. You can see photos of our other guests. You can see links to Sarah's social media and links to our social media, and that is, of course, Twitter, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. Instagram, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. There's a link to our Facebook page. There's a link to Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe. And there's a link to iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, I would appreciate you giving us a good rating. That boosts our presence and helps people find the show, and that's always a cool thing. If you want to write me, it's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, Travel Tales Podcast at gmail.com. If any of you are fruit and flyers on American Airlines, as I am, uh, beware, because last week I posted on our Facebook page a link to a story about American raising its requirements, its mileage requirements for trips on uh, Advantage miles. And it's kind of a drag. All the airlines are going to this, and uh, it's just getting harder and harder to use miles. And like a previous guest, Eric Rosen, once told us, miles aren't investments. They do not grow better with age. And if you check out our Facebook page, you can go to the story and you can see that there are certain flights, a lot of them to uh, popular destinations, Hawaii, Europe, et cetera, et cetera, where the mileage requirements will be going up at the end of the month. So if you want to book flights, get on it. little pressure, but you want to get on it if you want the better rate, especially if you're going to go business or first class. It's getting tougher and tougher to use the miles. I still stand by them, but man, you got to be flexible. You got to... uh, Have a lot of patience and try a bunch of different times to get the flight you want because they've uh, limited the availability, they've upped the requirements. They're not making travel easy. But isn't it all worth it when you get there? All right, I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get right to my interview with Sarah. I met Sarah at a Travel Massive event earlier this month here in LA. She is the creator of AskAConcierge.tv. And boy, did I have a lot of questions to ask the concierge. Do you want to know the ins and outs of hotels? Do you want to know the craziest thing she's ever been asked to procure for a guest? All that and more, right here on the Travel Tales Podcast. So enjoy my talk with the lovely and charming Sarah Dandeshy.
0: Sarah. Sarah! I want you smile!
2: You're the only Dandashi I've ever met.
1: Well, as I should be. No, <laughs> the
2: kidding. only one worth knowing. Let yeah, me, that, let, me hey, let me back that up. Thank
1: you, thank you for rephrasing. Um, no, so actually, Leb- I'm half Lebanese, so that's oh. my Lebanese side. So
2: Lebanese.
1: Yeah, I am half Lebanese, so uh, even though I have blonde hair, blue eyes. Yes. I my my dad is Lebanese. My parents met at Lehigh University.
2: Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, I played it yeah. I played it back in the 90s you, did. Sure. There you go. They gotta be smart then, they're engineers Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, he, well, no, not engineers But actually she's an artist And he is, um, uh, he's an investment banker So, oh, well, kind of, okay. yeah, a little bit different mm-hmm. and, um, and then actually lived in Saudi Arabia as a kid So wow. because of him and like being there Like our, that's what pretty much brought our family over to the Middle East And so I lived in Saudi Arabia for six years uh, He's still in Beirut Man, And I have really? cousins in Dubai which is so nuts. That's amazing. Yeah, it's cool.
2: As a, uh, you're a tall woman, five, I... uh, I'm going to guess five, nine, ten? <laughs> yes. Okay, and blonde. Yes. You stand out a little bit in Saudi Arabia, uh, I'm guessing.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I and mean,
2: Lebanese, and ex- Lebanon.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, tall.
2: I'm going to say because I've stayed, I've traveled in groups with people through Asia and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and there have been blonde women in the groups, yeah. and they get a lot of uh, stares and weirdness around them.
1: I mean, that happens, but that also happens in L.A., so <laughs> what are you going to yeah, do?
2: Yeah, there's no other blondes, tall blondes <laughs> no. in L.A. No,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, obviously, I'm not a unicorn, but, you know, I mean, it's like... You know, it happens. There's but,
2: creepiness. I mean, there's a little creepiness. You know, though. there's
1: the, everywhere. There's stuff in,
2: <laughs> uh, in in Vietnam. They would like hand these women their babies.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah,
2: it's like she's not magic. No, you know she's she's
1: no. not a witch. Oh no.
2: Or uh, yeah, it's it's really strange. Yeah, I'd be and like posing for photos. Always want to get a photo.
1: Actually, that is true. I was actually I was doing a photo shoot here, just in Beverly Hills, and I was on Rodeo Drive. And, um, a group of tourists, uh, I, I won't say where, cause I don't want to sound, off- <laughs> I don't want to be offensive, <laughs> but a group of tourists came up and they were like, oh my gosh, can we take pictures with you? And I was just doing a photo shoot with like my photographer, but they're like, oh, either take a picture and we'll figure out later if she's famous or if it's right. like, oh my gosh, tall blonde woman have to get a picture. And then like the whole family, will you shake my husband's hand? I'm like, sure. I'll shake <laughs> his hand. Like, know, it's, it's all good. So yeah, you know. It comes with the it comes with the package, I guess. Right, <laughs> so I don't
2: know. I was just, we should tell people right off the bat, you are from askaconcierge.com. That is your website. Actually,
1: askaconcierge.tv. Oh, I'm
2: sorry, dot .tv. Dot .tv. I screwed okay. up your last name and the, the dot .tv. You know what?
1: I'm not hating. We're good. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: so ask a con- How long have you had the website?
1: So uh, I've had that about three years now. Uh, I started off as a pretty casual blog, uh, vlog, I should say, a video video blog, and just something that I was doing on the side. And it really kind of started taking off pretty organically. People were like, Oh, this is stuff I want to I want to see and hear, and and I guess I should back it up a bit. I've actually been a concierge in L.A. for over ten years, and i worked at a lot of five star, five diamond properties, and now I work at the London Hotel in West Hollywood. Yes, and uh, yeah, so that, that's my my background with that. So I, I am the real deal, and um, it's just the whole vlog has really sort of grown. And last year, kind of an interesting sort of tidbit feel. I feel weird saying this, but um, (laughs) I got best young concierge in the world.
2: In the world? In
1: the world, exactly. No,
2: who was the vote? Okay. This is is not like World's Greatest Dad. I can Uh, get a trophy at at Walmart. No. Okay. okay.
1: (laughs) So um, I'm actually part of an organization called Les d'Or, which means the gold keys in French. So you might recognize it if you've seen the concierge in movies or other things, but they have basically gold keys that they wear on their lapels. That's for real. It is a for real thing. It is the society of the cross keys. Wow. It's totally Was real. Was this
2: in the one in Grand Budapest? Grand Budapest Hotel.
1: Hotel. That's Absolutely. For real? That is completely there's this the real secret,
2: deal. No, it's not really secret. I'm but not,
1: not super secret. Not anymore. Not anymore. The secret's so out. Who votes? <laughs> uh, so basically, um, in a nutshell, the, the concierge profession is kind of an aging profession. Yeah. And so in an effort to sort of inspire younger generations, uh, they created an award that they do because they have conferences every year. So every year they have an international conference where people from around the world um, that are part of the organization are invited. And so they do this, um, this award and it's called the Andy Pongo Award named after an amazing concierge who was really like big as far as encouraging um, and inspiring younger concierge. So, um, basically, every country is able to nominate somebody. So, I was Miss USA, you could almost say. Miss USA concierge. I rec-
2: your, t- your tiara tells yeah, it all, right? Ex- obviously. <laughs> you wear that everywhere, do you? I, okay. I, of
1: course. Why not? It goes with the gold <laughs> keys. Anyway. Right. So, um, so, yeah. So, basically, I was Miss USA. The, the USA put me forward to represent them. And there were about 16 of us. And then we competed. And there was a panel of six judges from uh, concierges that have been concierge for over 30 years to the winner from the year before. And uh, we are tested. We had a, four tests, four written tests that tested us on the knowledge, or like the history of the organization, where we see the future, how, how we can contribute to the organization. Oh, yeah, this is real deal. Wow, so this is yeah. an essay. This is oh, not oh. multiple choice. Oh, no, 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 definitely. <laughs> uh, we had to do an email correspondence. And then we had um, – they had a general knowledge, and that was wow. everything from a section on watches that, you know, they would have watches with the, with the labels blurred out, and you had to figure out what was mm-hmm. what, to destinations around the world. So, um, yeah, the test was pretty, pretty intense. And then the last part was an interview, um, which we actually did. And, and the uh, competition last year was in Mendoza, Argentina. Wow. And so this year, I'm a judge. So just like Miss Universe, because I'm the Miss Universe of concierge, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh
2: So oh. they've done away With the swimsuit And yeah, evening wear uh, Obviously I mean okay. Mr.
1: Austria Wasn't you know Rocking it too well <laughs> Not with the later husband Well um, congratulations So
2: <laughs> what did you. what Aside from the title Is there Was there A monetary prize Did uh, you win so something
1: th- the mo- Well the really cool thing Is that they actually Gave me solid gold keys So the gold keys That we normally wear Are just They're gold plated And uh, Boucher keys And these were Actually solid gold And then engraved That I was the winner For 2015 Wow So that's kind of cool. Cool. And then it also comes with, they um, pay for your registration and your airfare for the next international conference, the sort of like passing of the baton or, you know, the flowers <laughs> or the tiara.
2: Well, I feel honored that uh, royalty is here.
1: I mean, so, yeah. wow. Congratulations. That's huge. <laughs> Thank you. It's very big.
2: Yeah. So, um, let's start it from the beginning. How did you get into this line of work and why?
1: Okay. Um, well, I, I moved to Los Angeles and, uh, I'm also an actress. And ah. so I know, I know. In you've this never, town. You've never heard that story no. before, right? I, I know. know. A tall, so, blonde actress. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Now this
2: is getting weirder the, by the, the moment.
1: I know. It's so awkward. Um, so <laughs> I actually in for, I had worked at a hotel before in Washington, D.C. So I figured, oh, maybe I'll like apply for a hotel job. It comes with benefits.
2: Right. But did you study that in college? Or like oh, in no, hospitality or no. No,
1: I have a, a Bachelor of Science in Foreign Service. A very.
2: Foreign. Th- well, that helps in yeah, a way. Yeah,
1: It's a fancy. The international relations degree you know okay but, but
2: do you use, how many languages do you speak
1: so i speak french um i, I used to be fluent but i definitely have to practice it more and then arabic here and there enough to like flirt my way for like a free shawarma or something like that, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know it, the essentials, obviously, right. <laughs> my priorities are straight. Um, so <laughs> I, I, um, I applied at the Lermitage Hotel in Beverly Hills and, uh, I went all the way through and I was interviewing actually for, uh, a bartender position and they were, they loved me. They're like, Oh, we want to hire you. And then I meet with the general manager and the general man- manager says, well, I want to take this interview in a different direction. And I'm thinking like, Oh, what? Dire- Creepy. Like, all like, my, my yeah. red right flags are going yeah, up. Yeah. Right. Hey, mine too. And I was 22 at the time. I was like a kid. I had just, and I had just moved to L.A. I'd literally lived in L.A. four weeks. Wow. So, right off the bus. Yeah, totally. Totally. He sees you coming. He sees me. Oh boy. And then he's get. like, what do you think about being a concierge? And I'm like, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know. Do they make money? I don't understand how it works. I know I think I have to know stuff about the city, but – uh so I, I end up telling him, like, well, I just moved to L.A. I know how to get from my house into the grocery store, yeah. and I barely got here, but um, I'm good with maps. <laughs> he was like... What is he... Th-
2: First of all, what is he thinking? You're yeah. new off the... You're new in the city. Yeah. Uh, my impression was that a concierge should know all the ins and outs and, and be an expert on the city.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. But I'm tall and blonde. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm kidding. Still... I mean, I think you took it, you know, a lot of it, it, it really is having the right personality because here's the thing. It's like, do I know the answers to everything? Even now to this day, I've been a concierge for over 10 years. Do I know every answer? No, but i'm one phone call away of knowing every answer you know so i I think it's really about having the right personality and the right mentality for and he could just tell he was like oh no she'll get it and i mean i knew nothing like i I mean obviously in in los angeles we rent cars all the time and i knew nothing about luxury cars i mean i remember somebody asking me for you you know an suv and i was quoting them like a bmw 7 series and they're like that's not an suv and it's like oh okay and you know i'm 22 i really you know But you, you, you learn as you go along. So, I studied the city like like it was my job, (laughs) and it was my job. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was it was a pretty interesting. So I was really thrown into it. Um,
2: Were you still trying to act while all this was oh, going yeah. on? yeah.
1: And that's actually been the cool thing is, is that I've been lucky that every place that I've worked at has been very open to that. And I tell them, I'm like, look, you can look at my my work experience. I'm obviously not a flake. I've never been fired. I'm prompt. I'm on time. Yes, yeah, stuff comes up if I – you know, and I give you as much notice as possible, kind of like you work with me and I work with you. So everybody has been very accommodating in regards to that because – you know, I get it. Actors have a bad rap, so, you know, <laughs> they, they do. They're like, oh, gosh, I think, is she going to show up this? But, um, but yeah, no, it's been great. And then uh, the London where I work now has been amazing because they've really been – Accommodating as Ask a Concierge has grown. And and it also helps them as well, too. So they're like, Ooh, we have a star concierge. I'm like, okay, whatever. But
0: so
2: the uh, did you go right from the Lermitage to the London?
1: No. So I was at the, the Lermitage for two years and then I was at the peninsula in Beverly Hills for Ooh, four years. Wow. Yeah, super, super uh-huh. fancy. I, I have to say, um, and you know, hands to, it's the best hotel in LA. Like it really is. Like they know what's up, their service, everything. Is it for everybody? No. No, obviously, everybody has their own taste, but it's, I mean, that's a rock star hotel. Yeah.
2: I've only been in it a couple times. Yeah. Um, Because it's not really my... It's beautiful, of course. Yeah. But it just seemed like it's more of a... How do I put it? Older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. It's an older clientele. Clientele.
1: And I started there when I was... 25. So I was this... You were like, the youngest person in the place. In, in the, the, building. the building. the Oh, whole building. definitely. Yeah. So like guests would come in and they have a high retention rate for, um, for, for their guests. So their repeat guests, I mean, they've been going there for years. And people would come in and they're like, who's this kid? Like, we don't want to... Uh, no, no, we want so-and-so. Yes. Where's Pierre? Yeah, exactly. He's been here for 40 it, years. It, totally, totally. So it was an interesting... Um, it was tough. It was definitely a, a really hard job, but I mean, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't change it for the world. It made me like I was thrown in to the deep end. So, but it was fun.
2: So, people know when you say Peninsula, most people know that what kind of cuz Peninsula is around the world yeah. and they're, you know, five-star and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, now the London, yeah. where you work now, how would you describe that? I mean, it's so, not really I mean, it used to be a number of other hotels.
1: Yeah, it was the um, Wyndham Bella Wyndham Yes. Bellage, yeah. So uh, the London is definitely um, a four-star, four-diamond hotel. So just like a tier, a tier yeah. below. For people um, who don't
2: know, it's right off the Sunset Strip. Yes, right.
1: exactly. Right by the Viper Room. Yes, everybody knows the Viper Room. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> and the Whiskey A Go Go.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, the London. It's interesting. Um, the best way to describe it, it's it's not quite as formal. Or maybe one would say even stuffy as like a Four Seasons. No offense. I, don't, I mean that in no. a nice way, but not as formal as a Four Seasons. But a rock
2: band would stay at the London. They probably exactly. won't stay at the finish.
1: Exactly. But we are classier than maybe some of the party hotels like a, yeah. like a Mondrian or a Chateau Marmont. So we're, we have that like really cool um, middle ground where you've got people that are like young and hip – but they like want to keep it classy and not not get too crazy. So yeah,
2: and Gordon Elliott's big restaurant is up uh, on the oh, roof. Gord- right? Gordon
1: Ramsay. Oh, Gordon Ramsay. Well, yes. That's no, okay. Gordon Ramsay. So actually, yeah, he used to be there, and now we're in transition. So we'll be getting a You're new transition. We are. So is this,
2: uh, you sad to see him uh, go?
0: Yeah.
1: Or- yeah. I mean, I mean, it was you know a great food, but like we still have the whole the the team is the same. Everybody, all the cooks, everybody that's all the same. So it's just it's it's kind of like more of a. A name on the on the wall sort of thing
2: okay so you're learning the whole concierge thing when yeah. you come to la you've moved on to these uh these nice hotels yeah you started at a nice place and you're still in nice places mm-hmm. give me your biggest uh mistake when you were starting out oh your biggest screw-up
1: oh my gosh okay actually, learning
2: experience we'll call it
1: um mm. Okay, this actually kind of happened like midway, but it was – oh gosh, I think about it and I still I, – I like shudder. So when I, I – I won't say which – well, whatever. I worked at one of the hotels and I was working at a desk with somebody and um, I never got in this habit, but some of my colleagues would get in the habit of they would type something on their computer about like maybe the guest that was in front of them if they were particularly, you know – annoying gotcha. or whatever the case is so um
2: but really they're doing this so they're acting like they're typing something important yeah, and they're going to yeah. and then this, they like, jerk off yeah in front of ex- me? Okay. exactly
1: yeah so my colleagues would always do that but i never did that and what was it and it was one time that this guy was having an utter meltdown at the desk because my colleague had um had checked him in for a flight and then he couldn't change his seats because I guess somehow at some point the seats got changed and they couldn't change his seats because he was checked in and it's it at the airport so he was like all bent out of shape and it was like mother's day and like his wife and his mom were in the restaurant and they kept calling and he was he was really not nice to them and I, I, I I didn't even write anything that bad I think I just wrote something like geez like it's mother's day like chill out or something. And I wrote it on my computer. I tapped my colleague. I think he saw it. And then randomly, I get a call to go over to the business center. And I don't... I leave it on my screen because I'm like, whatever, I don't think about it. So I go to the business center. I come back and the guest is standing behind the desk. Like... A guest never stands behind the desk. Oh, I don't no. know why, but basically, it had escalated with my colleague, and he was like, Oh, I'm going to come around and see about the seats on, on your computer screen. Oh, no. And, and he it, saw what you wrote. And he saw, and no, granted, at least I didn't like call him a bad name right. or anything, but yeah. That was, I I was... What did he say to you? So did he? he didn't say anything. And I came and I just clicked it off the screen. And he was very pleasant after that. But I was like, oh my gosh, mortified. Never, ever, <laughs> ever again. And like, again, in the scheme of things, like luckily there was no name calling, but I think it kind of simmered him down. And, and <laughs> every time he would come in after that, I just, I couldn't make eye contact. I was
2: like, oh no. See, here's, here's why I know I couldn't do what you do. <laughs> um, just because... Uh, you know, just like I couldn't be a teacher or something like that. And I've come from a long line of teachers, and what I entertain people for forty-five minutes and then I leave. Yeah, and I don't let them talk back to me. <laughs> um, you have to deal with any, you know. But I've worked with the general public yeah. in the past. I've worked for tips. I was a waiter, bartender, done it all. Um, you have to have an, an amazing amount of patience. Yes. Where does yours come from? You think?
1: Oh, because I don't have gosh. it. I admit,
2: I admit it freely.
1: Gosh, I would um, snap
2: on some guy. I know I would.
1: Oh, I think that there's an element of again it comes back to the personality i there is a bit of a people pleaser personality that i have like i do enjoy like doing good things for people um patience is you know i i think it also when you're younger too like i was young when i started so i i was far more patient it's like oh this is just how it is whatever now yeah, i took a lot
2: more crap in my 20s too yeah yeah right yeah. I, th- yeah. I think
1: we all did your
2: bs tolerance gets a lot lower yeah when, as you'll as you get older <laughs>
1: totally totally. And i'm older
2: than you but i mean you'll
1: see <laughs> no, you'll see no. believe me <laughs> i don't well i can even tell now that sometimes i'm like oh this is not amusing anymore no <laughs> right. no and i say that like with a smile like like, uh-huh, just don't nice. type it on
2: your screen no no
1: no nothing is ever <laughs> ne- that lesson totally learned totally learned so so yeah i mean it was it, i mean gosh you learn and you just you have patience and because i, I think also a lot of it is like you just take it Like every day, every day is different. So you just, you don't know how every interaction is going to be like something, somebody might come up to you and they're like really like rough or aggressive. And you're, you're thinking like, Oh God, what is this birth? And then next thing you know, they turn around and they're really sweet or they share some story and you're, you're, you know, you've totally, they've opened up in a different way. So, you know, you, you kind of learn to. Keep your patience. It's just—it's part of it. It just is part of it. That's—it's like the rules of the game. You know, it's like okay, this is what I have to do. You know.
2: No, you said when you won the award that um, it's kind of like the job of concierge is kind of like decreased over the years. It's—it's it's not. It seemed to be a bigger thing back in like a say a hundred years ago or even fifty years ago.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, that's also like a. a tough subject too because I don't know if it's necessarily decreased but um, I mean obviously with technology that's one big thing that we actually talk about is like how to keep that personal touch
2: that's what I mean I, was, yeah. I wanted to know how how the internet and everything else has changed your business
1: um, well it, it does it, – it's interesting because you do have guests that come up to you and it's like they're holding their laptop and they're, they've got Yelp up. And they're like, where should I go for dinner? And it's just like, well, first of all, you can put away Yelp. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> I'm human Yelp. I Exactly. Totally. And I actually <laughs> even say that. I'm a like, human Yelp. I will help guide you. So um, the way I see it, it, like you look at it. As a way to kind of educate people because it's also we, we, and again, these are things that we, as a concierge profession actually talk about, like millennials, people that are used to having like instant answers on their phone, this and that, and you'll have people um that come up and they're just like they've got everything on their phone, but then you also have a mix of people that you know they still want you to print out map quest directions you're, yeah. like, you're like, how about Google Maps um, <laughs> or whatever you know um, so I, I think a lot of it I actually and I feel this has really happened almost in the past year. Sometimes I find that I I take my job as a way to like teach people how to work with the concierge. You And I know that – and it's not – I don't mean that in a weird way other than the fact that it's like – Help me help you because it's like I can be a useful resource and that's what I'm here to do. So don't be shy to ask whether it's a dinner reservation or something bizarre like where I can get a certain dress or whatever. (laughs) You know, I mean you name it. So um, I think it's also about kind of like seeing the people that might be skeptical or shy to come up and ask you. I mean I'm so shocked when people are like – is it okay if I ask you to make me a reservation? And I'm like, "Uh, that's Concierge 101. Yeah, let me make you a reservation. Like, where do you want to go? So um, I think a lot of it is just about making, continuing to keep yourself accessible, which makes for a good concierge because you want to be approachable, and then kind of guiding people if they feel shy about asking and then offering. So, And then next thing you know, they're like, wow, that's kind of cool.
2: Are dinner reservations still the number one request you get?
1: Yeah. Definitely. Um, And then it's interesting because every city is different. We get a huge amount of um, people that want to rent cars. L.A. is such a car city. Yeah, 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 L.A., whereas, like, obviously New York, not many people are going to be renting cars. Um, Tours are huge. We do get, like, a lot of uh, people are into basketball, Lakers, Clippers. That's also really cool. Um, And then also a lot of, like, hey, I just came to L.A., what do I do? You know, so and people that maybe didn't even, like, bother to read anything about los angeles before getting on the plane and um which is fine and then we kind of like guide them and paint that picture to people that they've been here many times they're like what else what else no what else you know yeah. it's like okay you know so um we definitely get a cross-section of people
2: i lived in la for a while now so when i have visitors and i always it's funny when i go around the world and people ask me where to visit hey, we're coming to the west coast yeah and they're from another country i usually tell them to go to san francisco
1: yeah <gasps> you do i do
2: um and they usually like it better.
1: San Francisco, it's a great city. Well, you know, it's also interesting because it is a bit, it's it's compact and it, it's, they don't. It feels need, like a city.
2: Like, yeah. Like the world's version of a city. It's more of a city. A, yeah. they don't need a car. Yeah. B, uh, it's very walkable and, uh, like you of said, culture, compact. Great it's food. beautiful. It's actually prettier. Yeah. I think. And uh, it's they tend to like it. It's a pretty. More. No, no. I'm but if fan. they are coming here, you, it's a tough city for visitors because, yeah. A, the car thing is a huge thing. Most people, especially if they live in cities around the world, they don't want to rent a car. No, no, they no. They say, I'm, or I'm going to a huge city. Why should I have to rent a car?
1: Exactly. That's,
2: that's a problem. So
1: many times people just, they underestimate the size of the yeah. city, and then they get here and they're like, oh, I should rent a car. And it's like, yeah. And, and right. I mean, we do it, and we can help them, and it's, it's And everything's reasonable.
2: really spread out. Totally. And so if you're driving, A, you don't know where you're going, Mm-mm. and so it takes that much longer Yeah. because <laughs> you don't know where you're going. And, uh, also the time management, they don't they yeah. leave during the wrong time of day. It's oh, like, no, totally. during this time of day, you can't <laughs> yeah. get on the freeway. You can't actually stay out of your car. Yeah,
1: We talk about traffic a lot at the concierge. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like cars and traffic. Oh. And the
2: other downside is like, they'll, they well, we want to go to Hollywood and they go to Hollywood and it's kind of crappy. And then they're, yeah. They're and like, dumpy. oh, it's just a street. There's a guy it's... in a dirty Spider-Man outfit yeah. begging him for, you know, it's really not that pretty. Yeah. It's kind of and, and so, you know, you send them to Rodeo Drive, and that okay, there's an hour there. And then you go down, and they see the Venice Freak Show. Yeah. Okay, okay, there's an hour. And then Santa
1: Monica. Santa Monica's yeah.
2: nice, and they, well, you know... And then you're, you know, okay. Yeah. Now you got to do it around two. And, yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You got to really wonder what they're into.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, you know, there are a lot of things to discover in the city, and it, it's it's kind of cool. I mean, you've got the basics, which is what yeah. you covered. But, that's usually
2: the first trip. Yeah. Okay. To- there's the first day or two. Totally.
1: Totally. Now what? And then and then you've got like downtown L.A. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, You know, but then you have the other things like people like the studio tours, like studio. I, I mean, I know for us, like we live in L.A., we're like, oh yeah, the studio tour for sure. Right. But, like, they actually do a pretty good job with it. And um, another huge question I always get asked is, like, where can I spot a celebrity? I'm like, well, <laughs> you are in their natural habitat, so um, we can start with the coffee bean. Um, right. Then, Did you
2: say, well, I have been voted the world's best concierge? Exactly. You're standing in front of a celebrity. It's like,
1: have you Googled me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Three Asian people just took my photo
2: and handed me their baby.
1: Oh, you figured out. You figured out where they were from. Oh, my Oh, God. you don't
2: have to say Chinese nationals. Oh I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so yeah that's that's a tough thing about yeah. LA I mean also yeah what do you tell them about downtown? And what, I mean, there's great museums.
1: Yeah. Well, downtown is like... Else. I've really grown to... Because for the longest time, I was like, eh, skip downtown, I, which is terrible. Well, when I
2: moved out here, we all skipped it. Well, yeah. Up until about 10 years ago, we all skipped
1: it. Yeah, definitely. But I have to say, even as a concierge, I would shy away from it just because it's like, unless they're going to the Walt Disney Concert Hall... You know, or the mocha, or if they're going to the Staples Center, it's like, eh, what are they going to do? navigate through, like the Fashion District or like the Jewelry District? But um, I've I've actually had the chance to really spend some more time downtown, and with the new Broad Museum, I haven't
2: been in that yet. Oh, it's
1: amazing! It's it's totally modern art, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, modern and contemporary art, and it's it's just it's awesome. So with that and. I don't know, just spending more time down there. There's Grand Central Market. Yeah, I was telling you to go down there.
2: I mean, there's the architecture is not that distinctive. But, I mean, Broadway, there's those old things. But it's really...
1: And food. Yeah, and the Arts
2: District, there's a scene now. Exactly. It's just there's this island of
1: this gigantic skid row, Row,
2: which is the biggest in the country. And people are shocked.
1: Oh, people are so shocked. At that, yeah. But it's like, well, I mean, think about it. If you have to live on the street, maybe you can live where it's somewhat mild.
2: Yeah. yeah. But, but they are amazed at it. And then, especially if they come from a, a first world country. Yeah. And they go, wow, I, we had no idea that mm-hmm. this America has so much money. How did the, that, that how this does happen? happen?
1: Yeah. But it happened, I mean, in every city, in some capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're a big. That's city. usually a
2: shocker for people oh, when they come here.
1: Always, always. Yeah. and it And it is weird but um but i don 't know there, there is so much going on downtown, I mean, even with like the Ace hotel. Um, they've got a whole cool scene. Perch. It, I, I actually get really excited to go downtown now. So. I just had a
2: drink at Perch of, was it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It really it's really nice. It's such
1: a great, I mean, and those views. Like, it's so yeah, cool. It is nice. It's so cool. Because
2: it's like, took someone from Santa Monica. She lives in Santa Monica. Yeah. And we're like, wow, it feels like I'm in a city.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like,
2: yeah, well, yeah, it's we have like, to remind like, oh, ourselves
1: yeah. right. there's tall buildings. Exactly. Lights. Exactly. Wow. Oh my gosh. You can <laughs> walk places here. Well, how do you
2: cultivate these hookups to get tickets as opposed oh. to like uh, for any a sporting event a rock concert or something like that as opposed to people going online and doing stub or whatever these.
1: yeah i mean it, you know it honestly it all depends on the event uh, i work with ticket brokers ticket brokers that i've actually worked with for like 10 plus years so i mean they're really like we're family now at this point you know and um for them it, it really kind of makes it makes sense when you've got when there's like nothing on stubhub or it's like really um it's slim pickings um but you know these ticket brokers this is what they do so they have access to when the show is sold out they can still get like a third row seat or something like that obviously there's a premium cost to that because it's like you can't find it anywhere but i mean that's what they do and so it really you know as far as being a concierge it's having the connections to those people that can make that happen so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a one phone call away sort of thing. <laughs> and then whether one you know wants to pay the cost, because obviously it just all depends on the event. you know.
2: What's the hardest uh, table to get in oh, Los Angeles?
1: Gosh, oh. Okay, well, aside from the – because there's a new trend with restaurants that they're doing tickets for seats, which I understand. I get that that's what they want. So basically it's like they open up – You know, whether it's like two weeks ahead of time or a month ahead of time, and you buy a ticket for dinner at a certain time. So basically, you've already prepaid for dinner. So it's like, how can you make reservations there? That's just like ridiculous. Um, So aside from those, um, oh, what's a tough one? You know, Nice Guy has been nuts. Where is this? Nice Guy is on La Cienega. It's like dinner slash bar it's really awesome, and it was i mean when I checked it out when it first opened, it was great, but it just it it's a small place and it just got hit with like a bunch of publicity and when it's when it's that small you know. You're like, uh oh. oh Craig's. Craig's is another one. Oh, that's um, the
2: uh now talk about seeing celebrities, you yes. can send them there, but you know, how do you get in?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, if you're two people or even if you're solo, you can go sit at the bar super easy. Like they're pretty cool with that. But as far as making a, a regular reservation pretty much between like six thirty and nine PM, uh it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one.
2: What's an activity that it's very common in LA that visitors do? Do you ever steer them away from it? Do you go this is a little take a pass on that? If you can eliminate one thing and you can move that out of the schedule.
1: Yeah. oh uh, What? Uh, what? Uh, uh, it, it, it all. I mean, it also. It all depends on the people. So it's like. Well, for, yeah. So, like, for example, like, and and I love Universal Studios. Universal Studios is great. I was
2: going to say Universal City, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, it's yes, so, yeah. It's it a, is mall. a mall. It's That's totally no a mall. different than anywhere. And either. Universal Studios is great, but if somebody's coming and they want to just do a studio tour. Doing Universal Studios is a bit much because it's rides and they're like, oh, I don't want to go on a ride. So that might be steering them to do something else in, in particular.
2: How's the Warner Brothers one compared oh, to the Universal? Uh,
1: I mean, it, it's all, they're both great. But basically the tour at Universal, it's, it's a ride you know it's another ride so it's like you're paying a hundred plus dollars to go yeah to an amusement park versus you do a two and a half hour tour at warner brothers and it's a fraction of the cost but because you're going specifically for a tour so um so that that's kind of more of like an that's i mean a perfect case of why you need a concierge to explain that so that you don't go and you pay more money to go to Universal and you're like, oh, this is not quite what I expected it to be. Now, it's great. If one expects it, sure, go. I'm not not dogging on Universal. I love Universal. <laughs> um, but it's, sometimes there are some places, like maybe certain bars or hotels um, more so a bar in a hotel in Uh particular um, (laughs) that like people really want to get into. And it's like, you're just going to be disappointed because like the service isn't good. It is about the scene. so sometimes like when people try to like get certain places on their list, it's like, eh, you're going to be disappointed. So maybe don't do that.
2: Give me one hidden gem of a restaurant that you've been, uh, hot on recently. Mm,
1: Ooh, Ooh, hidden gem. Um you know I would say actually it's um a restaurant I, I think people don't always remember it but AOC so it's been around for a bit and I I mean it's it I don't know if it's necessarily so much as hidden but like everything in in Los Angeles if yeah. it's new on it's on 3rd right it's on 3rd yeah, yeah exactly it's on 3rd but that's one of those places like every time you go the food is just it's awesome they're great um so that that's the a really cool spot. Oh, and I did actually just remember, so I'm actually vegetarian, obviously, I mean, blonde, (laughs) vegetarian. I live in I drive a Prius. I do yoga. It's I'm a stereotype.
2: You've become the most yeah, California person. I have. I've ever
1: met. I mean, I am you know <laughs> Miss Los Angeles at this point, <laughs> obviously. Um, so there's a great restaurant actually um, over in Silver Lake called Elf Cafe, and it Elf. is yes, Elf Cafe, and just like its name, it's really small. So <laughs> Elf Lake, no, um, but <laughs> it it has about maybe like 13 seats. But the food is amazing and it, it's vegetarian, so they have you know, they've got dairy and, and other things. So it's not um, vegan, not percent, vegan, not especially. vegan, okay. but um, but it's such a good spot and it's kind of like a California Mediterranean inspired, but it's tiny, it's like it literally is almost like a hole in the wall, but just like an awesome spot. And then it's a place where locals know, you know,
2: when the concierges get together at your uh annual meetings,
1: yes, um,
2: <laughs> what's the big topic of discussion? Is it uh about things like Airbnb and the internet and and things like that. Technology
1: is huge, yeah. Uh, There's also been a trend, too, for hotels to start outsourcing their concierge, and so um, that's obviously a tough thing. I mean, it even happened here at the Roosevelt in Hollywood. They ended up they had an incredible team of three concierges, and I knew all of them with a lot of years of experience, and they let them go. They're also going through renovations, so there's a a little bit of that, but they ended up outsourcing their concierge Desk and uh,
2: meaning someone so, like you could stay at home and people write you or something. Or, no, uh, or no, ask no, you no, a no, question? no,
1: actually, no. So basically, oh, you're would,
2: not an employee of the hotel, yeah, you're not an
1: employee of the hotel. So then they would hire like an outside concierge service. um and
2: that bops around to different hotels
1: yeah exactly so and that we have it we kind of have a tough time with that just because you know again it is a profession you know it's not just like a job or like a fill right, in so they're
2: outsourcing like, it so those people are not they don't pay benefits right they yeah give, ah, it's so, see, so it, it just is the like, american way got it, it
1: totally totally so that that's been a big thing that we talk about and then certainly technology and um social media, I, I'm definitely heavy on social media. That's like my thing and my baby, and I know that we talk about that a lot, and I think it's actually really useful. i you know, I always like to chime in on the discussion with that because in today's day and age, it, you're not just a concierge at your desk, like I mean, yes, you are, but it's like if you can have some sort of social media footprint, you can reach so many people um and and whether it's like through the hotel, it all depends on how much like a concierge wants to be involved, but you can really kind of generate interest and people are like, oh, they they remember like, oh, I should go talk to the concierge when I get to that destination or I should reach out to them ahead of time. So again, it's just about creating more visibility, you know, so I don't know.
2: (laughs) When we see concierges in the movies, especially, you know, there's, uh, I've never been so like, I don't know, that high-end traveler who goes Mm -hmm. to the same hotel constantly every year. But I would think there's a lot of people that do that and you build up a relationship. Totally. So, what's the best gift like somebody's ever got you? Gift like a guest? Has, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Oh no, I I know. I, I I've I've been pretty okay. Well, okay. This is gonna sound cheesy, but the best gift has actually been friendship. Okay, uh, I, okay. No, that's cheesy. I get it. I get I'm it. Weeping. But, but I'm yeah, literally no, weeping, it's fine. Right? But I'll go back to you know something substantial after that. But um, no, there have been. I Actually, couple... got
2: diabetes from that answer. <laughs>
1: What can I say? <laughs> I'm a good concierge. I that's know. sweet. No, um, but there there have been guests that we've become friends over the years, and it's like I've seen their kids grow up, and like when they come to L.A., and they now, they come and they stay at the hotel that I work at, or we go to hikes at Runyon, or whatever the case is. So, like, meeting people like that, it, it that's been really rewarding. Now, okay, now if you want to talk about, like, the fun stuff, I mean, I've gotten, like, cell phones i've gotten a cartier watch wow like, yeah so it just all depends on like and and if it's coming from like a genuine like thank you or we think you're great you know sometimes people they want to share that How about
2: a little little scratch a little uh, big fat tip there a little under <laughs> the little, little pocketed handshake with a little green in there huh it
1: is the service industry come on yeah you know? no, let's get
2: down to it oh my What's God. the biggest tip you ever got
1: uh, um. Get, uh, gosh, that's a that's a that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they gave me life advice. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Not that one. Um, it, actually, uh, oh gosh, or maybe like three hundred dollars. I'd say it's that. that's pretty good. It was pretty good. I did work with them for quite some time, and it was like, were you
2: arranging yeah tickets? Or? Actually,
1: yeah, actually, I did. I did a really. It was actually a pretty fun fun thing. Um, they wanted to go to the Magic Castle. so right. And for those that don't know Magic Castle. You it's need a, to
2: be invited by a member. In,
1: exactly. Members Only Magicians Club, which, yeah, I get it. It sounds corny, but it's actually a lot of it's fun. fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's really fun. That's an
2: L.A. thing. Yeah, that's that a,
1: such an L.A. Maybe thing. Maybe
2: a lot of outside people don't know.
1: Exactly. So that's a great spot. Um, so I had guests, and they wanted to go. Whatever the reason was, that, that weekend, they were – It was not happening. They were sold out. Not happening. And so I actually um, suggested that – I was like, well, would you want to maybe have a private show in your room? And they're thinking, well – yeah, that would be kind of cool. A so private
2: magic show. Private magic, mag-
1: exactly, exactly. Okay. So get this, the, the funniest part though was I actually, I had to then vet the magicians. So I'm like calling up these different people and like, can you yeah, tell me I about your not... type of magic? Like, what's your show include? <laughs> and I'm like writing a synopsis. You and then a I, lot of
2: pyrotechnics in fire. Totally, okay?
1: totally. Yeah. So we had, they end up choosing um, a magician and uh, you know he had a, a it was whole- like the
2: table sleight of hand magic? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, like yeah, no. really no. close up. But but then he
1: also but then he also wanted to bring a dove and a rabbit which was hilarious because then it's like okay um and i have to take the general manager aside and it's like well i've been able to do this really cool thing for a guest is it okay that we have a dove and a rabbit in the room because obviously i mean we, we can have pets in a room yeah. like a dog or a cat i guess but it's like you know now we're talking some crazy animals here um but yeah it ended up working out and the guests loved it they, i mean it just it made their weekend it was such a cool thing but the whole experience going and it, and it took a couple weeks to like put it together it right. was not yeah. like an overnight sort of thing and and i'll just never forget like being at the desk and being like so tell me what type of magic do you do <laughs> it's like but <laughs> but it, it was such a such a cool experience and like forever they'll always remember that and like to be a part of that
2: no, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it's a cool thing.
2: Speaking of animals, yes, uh, give me the craziest animal somebody tried to check in.
1: Oh, um,
2: I mean, I know you must get dogs all the. That's yeah, the most yeah. We common, get dogs all the
1: time. We get now
2: a lot of hotels don't let them in. Yeah. Um, Although, what it, are your dog policies? No,
1: no, we 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 definitely allow dogs. I mean, it it's suggested up to a certain weight, but obviously, you know, they, we kind of are we blur the lines on that um and then you know they have like a pet deposit that sort of thing so we definitely allow dogs um uh i've i've seen birds so there was definitely part of a royal family that had birds when they stayed at one hotel in beverly hills Uh, birds birds yes i mean they were in a bird cage oh yeah that that reminded me there was actually a guy who had then a parrot and he'd like walk around and the parrot would like hang out on his shoulder and said like what
2: aren't you interesting sir
1: right so weird (laughs) and i'm just thinking I'm like you brought your parrot from kuwait like what What? You couldn't leave them? So it's bizarre. Um, But uh, interesting, other like pet stories, definitely in the summertime where we have a lot of guests from the Middle East, many times they'll come and they'll stay for like two months and they decide, oh, we want to get a dog. And then they get a dog, a puppy, and then... Basically, then they're like, we went to take the puppy home. So then, <laughs> but when you travel with dogs, especially if you're taking them back to like live in another country, they have to have certain shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this, and so it ends up coming, turning into this whole thing that we help them get the puppy, then we have to help them take it to the vet. And sometimes they leave before the puppy is old enough to travel. So then the puppy's boarded, then like the puppy has to be transported to the final destination. Um, A really interesting thing, actually a colleague of mine did, he had to basically take a dog back to England um, because there's like a whole thing with the quarantine and all that stuff. So they actually, there was a a family that paid for him to take a dog on a plane, fly to England, drop the dog off, get on a plane and come right back. So um, yeah, above and beyond. (laughs) Well, speaking
2: of that, I mean, you do have to deal with Uh, people from all over the world. Yeah. You say in the Middle East, from Asia and stuff like that. How much can you accommodate all their little, whether it's a religious need. I mean, some people that we need to separate the men from the women or we need to feng shui this room? Do you yeah. have to do all that stuff?
1: Well, um, definitely, definitely, well, um, certainly. Like again, in the summertime, we have a high number of Middle Eastern um, Muslim clients, and so like we'll put a marker in the room which way is east, so that they know which way to pray. We might put a, a Quran in their room, and then even um, even a rug as well too, so that they have like a whole mat that they can pray mm-hmm. on. Um, that we do have, um, I, I believe, they're Hasidic Jews that that they. Could, yeah, and they can't use the elevator, and so we have to escort them up back oh, way. Or boy. if they need kosher meals, that and that happens on a regular basis. So, so yeah, I mean, we're always accommodating. You know, just depending on what, what people, especially if it's something like that. You know, that's such a personal thing. So, mm-hmm. and it's a, you know, when you're a hotel, you're about being a home away from home. So, of course, we're going <laughs> to accommodate. You know,
2: what's this, what are some things over the years that you've said absolutely no. We can't do it. What are some of the craziest requests you just got? I just no, no.
1: Well, I mean, if if it's illegal, no. You know what yeah. I mean? Like,
2: give me some drug. Where can we where can yeah. I score some and, and, uh, whatever?
1: Exactly. Well, and and I have to say uh, the plus side about being a female, I, I don't really get asked those questions. You mm. would think that I would, um, but just being a concierge, but not so much. They're more apt to go probably ask a bellman or whatever. But um, <laughs> I mean, I would. Say, well, <laughs> Not that I point tip them in the
2: travelers. Picture. Ask the valets. No, ask no. the valets. Oh my for that gosh! Stuff. I
1: wasn't meaning to give that tip out at <laughs> all. Um, no, no. But I mean, it's like I, so. I don't get asked too, too many uh, questions. I mean, you know, if it's but but you do get people that have asked for you know prostitutes or this and that and that's where you just you're like i can't help you you know what i mean it's like sorry my rolodex is not that big uh or whatever you know i mean obviously i'm making jokes of it now but i mean it's like at the time like because it it is it is illegal so that's not something that we can do um so i mean that's really i mean that's kind of what we stop at if it's like illegal immoral or will hurt somebody technically the terms are you know
2: have you had to throw anybody out
1: um uh, not me personally. Well, uh, no, you don't have L- to. Do luck- it, Luckily, I mean. no, no, we have security for that. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: <laughs> they—you're thrown out. Do they come to you and argue?
1: Uh, no, but we've definitely had guests that have been. Yeah, that happens.
2: Okay, now you're but- in Los Angeles. Yes. And well, we won't name names. No. We never name names. No. But uh, you've probably had to uh, entertain many famous people. Oh yeah, all the time. Give me the craziest. Our most outrageous diva or diva-like behavior you've
1: witnessed. Okay, so well, let me also put it out there that actually, what I find is that if it's the more famous the person is, the less likely you're going to interact with them because they have so they have many people in between. They have so many handlers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so that being said, you know, it just there there are some. Some others that um what what would be a fun one to share? Oh man. It's like
2: I need my room all white and yeah. only this kind of spring water yeah. with okay.
1: I mean, yeah, obviously they're writers. There are definitely people that it's like, okay, we need Doritos and this and cotton candy. Okay. <laughs> because you can't go two days without cotton candy oh, God, for, cotton
2: candy really
1: yeah that somebody requests that when they check in that they have cotton candy in the room that's fun um <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh, no um idiot. we did have um a pretty he's he's a pretty um well-known uh director and producer and he was very particular about um he had to have eight waste baskets in the room and then eight eight yeah which was a that's interesting, and then also Kleenex. But it it had to be the long Kleenex box, not the not the square what? ones. And interestingly enough, think about it: every hotel has the square ones. Yeah, that's, that's what, true. That's what, so we actually had to go and buy Kleenex, even though we had a bunch of Kleenex, because it needed to be a specific type of kleenex this is like
2: ocd stuff
1: yeah Yeah. it is and then fiji water in a specific size and so although we had fiji we didn't have it in those size bottles we had to go get it so yeah that that's a little specific but but are you like okay fine i mean if that's what you need to get by like okay (laughs) okay, we'll get you some kleenex in the rectangular box fine
2: (laughs) do people try to like get their entourage to like stay in there where they're not supposed to or something like everybody's in the room and Mm. do they have to get rooms for all their entourage? Yeah. Oh yeah. There are definitely people that take the whole floor. Do they? Oh,
1: definitely. We've had some big boy bands that Uh, have stayed at the hotel. Yeah. Fancy stuff. Um, and then they'll generally like, they'll take a whole floor just because it's, especially if they're that big, like you, you need to, and then you have security at like at the elevators because, when you've got boy bands you got 14 year old girls and oh god those yeah those girls are like they try to get into every and it's so funny too because they're hanging out in the lobby they're like oh yeah like i'm supposed to be here and i'm like yeah cuz 14 year old girls <laughs> hang out in a hotel lobby i'm like honey it has nothing I, to do with yeah, one direction no, being upstairs no, no no oh you knew the band of course
2: oh it could have been anyone throwing oh in sync or whatever it yeah. depends on the year it, it, it totally depends, on, depends the
1: on the year so i mean and it's so funny cuz they think they're being like so smooth and you're just like you're you're a kid in a place that you don't normally <laughs> yeah. hang out. Like this is not the mall. Yeah. Not the mall. there's 14
2: not... year old hangout. Yeah. The lobby is not of around the hotel. The <laughs> exactly,
1: sure. exactly. So, um, oh, but it's funny because they they think that they're so like they're like pulling the wool over our eyes, and we're like, mm, <laughs> no, no, no. It's like where your where's your mom? And then it's funny too because in cases like that, you'll have the the mothers that'll they'll get a room, and then they like squeeze like four or five girls in it, and it's, I'm like, you are enabling this. Like what like what. Let's think about it. Like, you think you're gonna run into this person like in the elevator and the be, oh my gosh,
2: you're the woman of my dreams. Yeah, I was just, I was walking out to my car and I saw this girl just hanging out in
1: the lobby. And she screamed when and she saw me. Yeah. Exactly. And now we're <laughs> that married. That blood curdling scream just made me knew she was the one. I was like, it's oh, ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. What's
2: no. uh, What's the Have you ever had to bust like a giant party or something upstairs? A-
1: yeah, there have definitely been parties. Um, you know, again, that's like... You're
2: in like the rock band yeah. hotel. So, so One I'm, of them.
1: I mean, it happens not too, too much. Again, it's... Because uh, we're pretty strict on our... our we're not... Again, because we're not a party hotel. So it, it... But it does happen. Obviously, you're at a hotel. Like, everything happens at hotels. So, um, yeah, parties have had to be broken up. Um, or we don't find out about it till the next day. And it's like and the, the rooms room trashed. trashed. Oh. That's tough because it's like the room's out of commission. You have some maybe it's a big suite, you have somebody that's paying top dollar and they're expecting to come in the next day. Then it's not available for them. So yeah. so it does lead to, you know, a couple of like those are like technical problems. Now.
2: I know. You don't hear about any of those like 70s riot house behavior, people chucking TVs off no. the, into the pool anymore.
1: No. Oh my gosh. No. I, I Thank goodness. I mean, <laughs> I think some things actually happened at our hotel when it was the Wyndham Bellage like oh, yeah. back in the day. But, um, we, but it we, was the like,
2: 80s. It was a crazy time. That's
1: what happens. Like big like hair. Poison is
2: staying there. Exactly. Whatever.
1: People being hung off of the like balcony, <laughs> like whatever. You know, it happens. No big deal. Well,
2: we didn't name the bad celebrities names any like good celebrities that just like went over and beyond and like freaked you out how nice they were
1: yeah um mel brooks oh i love mel brooks dude mel brooks right, right? i like, saw him
2: at the track once oh, at hollywood park
1: gosh legendary yeah. legendary um i've had a very long conversation with him um at my desk and and like so great and i just remember thinking i'm like wow you're talking to me like you're mel brooks and you're talking to me you're like running <laughs> ideas by me like like, we're equal. Baseballs, too. Yeah. I oh, got my. an idea. Oh my gosh. I would be so for that. I'm like, yes, please. Um, so, I mean, like, he, he's he been amazing. Um, oh gosh. I mean, there are just so many. Um, most celebrities actually are really cool and, and sweet. No, yeah, no,
2: I used to do celebrity interviews for you know, a show I used to Yes. Yeah. I did a, tons of them. So, I'm not really starstruck anymore. No. But anything like that. Have you ever geeked out on someone? I did. Okay. I did. You think we're jaded. I did. I thought I was totally jaded, and then I saw uh, Jack Nicholson. I've lived here like 18 years and never saw him.
1: How was that? It was great. Yeah.
2: I didn't even know it was him at first. Wow. It was like uh, coming out of the Wiltern backstage. And I saw him.
1: Wow. And that's I was like, so cool.
2: I dorked out. Yeah, it's like you there's Jack Nicholson.
1: You have that moment. It's like
2: seeing, you know, a ghost here yeah. or something. Oh, you for know. sure. Yeah. I mean,
1: Al Pacino, it's funny because it's like, and it's also funny to see who you cross paths with a lot. You know what I mean? So like Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, like you have these people that are like, they're huge. Yeah. And Jennifer Lopez, man, she's gorgeous. Jennifer <laughs> Garner. I mean, uh, it's, it's amazing to see. And they're all just so sweet. And um,
2: who'd you dork out on? come on oh
1: God. Be no because now I'm going to sound like a fangirl well sure come on We're <laughs> I, all... I'm a 33 year old fangirl well there's always oh, someone gosh uh, okay okay I'll, it's probably someone
2: you grew up with no. idolizing oh no
1: well I mean Jake Gyllenhaal oh really right okay. how ridiculous is that he came by and i was like oh my god! oh my gosh really? how's my hair i'm like what what is wrong with you you know were so, you just a
2: big donnie darko fan yeah
1: yeah i've been a fan ever since then you know like <laughs> he comes in i'm like oh my gosh what's happening it's like okay steve martin walks by and i'm like that's cool oh i'm yeah. jake, Gyllenhaal. jake Gyllenhaal, oh, really interesting. you know yeah right it's it's kind of it's <laughs> cheesy i get it i totally get it no steve martin was actually a cool th- he was great and Chevy Chase that he's another one who uh, again he was really really lovely and pleasant
2: he was yeah but you don't hear about you don't hear that about him that often. no
1: you don't not necessarily in the work em- environment but mm. but with us he was great
2: oh that's cool he was good well what um, let's uh, okay let's get down to uh some some concierge questions okay what is the biggest mistake people make uh when they check into a hotel like say or choosing a hotel or What do you find that –
1: So, okay, probably the biggest mistake is that they don't reach out to the hotel ahead of time if it's a special occasion. So, okay, fine. I I get it. Like maybe you find a better rate on Orbitz or Bookings.com. Okay, fine. But if you want it to be a special occasion, all you have to do is call the hotel and be like, hey, it's an anniversary. Could you maybe like – Um, you know, give us an upgrade if one's available or or whatever. So long, because basically it's like, we can provide our service is as good as the information we know so it's like if you share that information if we know that there's you're celebrating an anniversary you're going to come in and there's going to be an awesome amenity or we'll get you to like a nicer suite so but do
2: they talk to the front desk or you or do they ask it, to speak to either. you first
1: it could be it, it could be either I mean if it's a room situation generally that's a front desk sort of deal but um, but definitely I mean reach out to the concierge and that's another thing is that many times people come and let's say they come like for example this past weekend it was uh, the academy awards yeah. the city was like on lockdown it was nuts you, you try and yeah. make a there dinner there was no talking to you last week no, no 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 for sure yeah no definitely not definitely we would
2: not, not uh, i would not have got an hour in with the greatest
1: concierge <laughs> no, in the world oh um, no 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 we had dresses to get hemmed i mean you know priorities um, but it's You know, planning ahead really just helps because then you can get those tough reservations, you know, or if there's – or you can get something at maybe a better price because ticket prices go up as you get closer to the time. So, I mean, that's a huge mistake is – I hate to even say that it's a mistake because it's like people like to vacation in different ways. Like if they like to plan, then yeah, that's the way to go. If you're cool with going with the flow, whether it happens or not, then yeah, Fine, come. But I mean, reaching out ahead of time, it just makes a personalized experience and you've got that, like, then you can let the concierge be your point person when you get there.
2: Do you find people abuse that, though? I mean, they'll call up and go, I've heard people say, just tell them it's a, it's our anniversary. And then, you know, it's not. But, you know, they say it anyway. You know They tell it to the waiter. Maybe we'll get a free dessert out of this. I please. mean,
1: maybe it happens, but it, I think it's so slim. And then also... You know, we've been doing this for so long. Like, I can tell when somebody's kind of like trying to pull a fast one on me. You know what I mean? You could just there's either it's there's something different, whether it's the tenor of their voice, whatever it is. I'm like, okay, and it's like, okay, fine. this person wants like some champagne? Sure, if champagne's gonna like make you feel like you won the day, let me send you some champagne. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's only when it it gets like a little if it's somebody maybe like not staying with us and they're trying to like get a bunch of things and it's like, oh, well, what's your reservation? And then it's like, oh, well, you're not staying with us. Like, and it, I mean, I'm all for helping people. And if, you know, what's so funny is that if people were honest at the beginning, let's say they needed help with something and they're like, hey, look, I'm not staying with you this time, but could you maybe help me with, I'd totally do it. You know what I mean? But it's like when people are trying to like deceive you and you're like, eh, something fishy is going on here. Like, what are you doing? Come on. Come on, you know so, so yeah.
2: We've all seen those scenes in the movies where the guy's talking to the the hotel guy and trying to get information. A lot of times it's a cop or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, I need to. Uh, we need to get this. And then the wife turns him. Give him some money. What? I don't know. How much should I give them? How, nobody knows how much to give. And what is the proper thing to do? I'm really bad at this.
1: Oh, you're talking about tipping. Tipping and, oh, and like 20? giving a little
2: something. A little. Yeah, what's that going to get me? And how much? Is it Ten, twenty. Oh. 30, 40, 50. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So it's interesting. Cause I actually just wrote a whole blog on this literally earlier this week. Um, so my big thing when it comes to tipping is don't tip ahead of time. There's nothing that's more awkward than if somebody's I mean, like
2: tip ahead of time. Yeah, because before you ask, anything. but we,
1: like let's say a guest comes up and they're like, hey, can you make, get me into this restaurant? And they like try to slip some money, and it's like, oh no. But like, what if I can't? Then that's yeah, awkward. Then it it's like, do you give do you it back? Do you, <laughs> you give it back? Like it's such an awkward thing. And it's right. like, it's one thing if it's like, hey, ask me, and I do it. I pull off the impossible, whatever. And then you're like, hey. Thank you. So the way I see it is like, you know, tips should be a way to be a thank you. So whether it's like and it's gonna be different amounts. Maybe you know, they got you a reservation and it's five, ten dollars or whatever because of it's not that difficult, or maybe it's more or maybe, you know, let's say somebody's stayed there for two weeks and you help them every other day, whatever the case is, then they might, you know, give you something a little bit larger but lump sum at the end. So you know, it's just kind of like a I just see it, like, think of tipping as a thank you and how much they were able to contribute to your stay or your experience to make it special, if that makes sense.
2: People would ask me after, you know, like I said, I worked as a bartender and a waiter yeah. and things like that. And when you're in the service industry, as mad as you are, mm-hmm. and whether you're talking to a um, the airline, you're at the airport, yeah. or the hotel front desk, or a waiter, whatever it is, that... As mad as you are, swallow it and smile and be nice. Yeah. Because you're more will, you're more apt to get something from that.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Than
2: screaming your head off.
1: Without a doubt. I mean, because you, you have to, and I mean, I get it. Sometimes inconvenient things happen and you're traveling and traveling's stressful. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you're nice about it, like people are definitely willing. The number of emails that I've seen that we've sent, it's like, we, we gave somebody an upgrade because they were just so nice.
2: Yes. Flight you know- attendants will give you the, something because, you know, they deal with so many jerks. Yeah. During the day, when you're actually
1: nice, exactly, and then if you and if you're just nice about it, and it, it might give you a better seat. Yeah, oh, anything. Yes. Anything. I mean, a, a, free, a cocktail. free cookie, <laughs> exactly. a cookie, a free drinks. I've gotten yeah, cocktails go. just for
2: talking to people.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, definitely, being nice is it that takes you really far, and and even you know to the point that people are, are like, "Hey, I'll do whatever for this person because they're just so nice," you know. <laughs> so yeah, kill them with kindness.
2: Do you? Let's get back to the secret society. Of okay. They tell me the name of it again. The the gold key.
1: Le clé d'or.
2: The clé, oh, see, my French is so, oh, right. it's so Two good. Two years high school French. I can't yes. I remember door or or is French or gold Gold's yes, gold. Yes,
1: gold. So the keys of gold.
2: Keys of gold. Right. When you go around the world traveling yeah. on your own. Yeah. Tell me the hookups this gives you. What <laughs> I mean, you got to be in everywhere, right? Oh, you got hookups in every city. It,
1: it's it's pretty. It's awesome actually. So, okay. So the motto of the organization is called in service through friendship. Um, and that's like really what it is, is that you, you get the opportunity, whether you're traveling to different cities, um, or certainly if you get to go to these international conferences, you're meeting these people and you're cultivating friendships. So uh, what I love to do is I'll go to a city and I'll, because we have like a directory it's i know this sounds so corny but it's so true great but there's a a little guidebook yeah totally you have a directory and then you go and like i'll actually go visit different hotels and just introduce myself and um just so gold key
2: displayed proudly around your neck (laughs)
1: no 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 no. You, you you can't wear your gold keys unless you're wearing a uniform and you're at work really yeah but it's like you know you go with your so i always travel with business cards and and if anything, the cool thing is is that I'll get to go to these different hotels, and if they have time, they'll take me on a little tour. So it's kind of cool because you get to see all these different hotels, and then at that point, if it's like, I- I'm a pretty easy traveler, so I'm like, oh hey, you have a recommendation for you know Italian around the corner? Fine, no big deal, you know. So I don't need anything like really really crazy, but I like to see like what what it's like for them and their their lobbies or their ga- I don't know that that is really cool to me.
2: Does it get you a discount? In places I mean do they give you A little Something I off the rooms
1: and- yeah, uh, yeah It's certainly like If you arrange it Ahead of time I mean Because again It's it's kind of like Industry sort of rate So you can call a favor To a friend And be like Hey would you guys Be able to maybe see If there's a special rate That you can offer So that's great Especially if you Can't do a reservation Outside of like Your your chain Or whatever the case is So yeah definitely I know but there's like, a
2: free Bottle of something In the room When you check in I know that. I is.
1: mean maybe No <laughs> I, know maybe, I know it Maybe Maybe but I, But it's like again it's like i would do the same for that and i do do the same you know it's like i've got because it, it comes back to that friendship sort of and it's like we really are we all we're all bound by the fact that like we do the same thing in different languages in different countries many times we even deal with the same guest so you know it's like if somebody comes it's like you know, we're, we're the hostess with the mostest. So you want to like be like, <laughs> right. here, have a bottle of champagne on the house. So, you know, it, I think it, it goes both ways.
2: Give me a, a spot around the world where being in the club helped you a lot, helped you the most.
1: Oh. um, So so actually last year I got, I, it was a very impromptu visit to London. And that was really cool. I ended up, um, I, I went and... I went around to 10 different hotels and got to see a bunch of different concierge. And it was cool because it because I'd also met everybody just ahead of time at, at a, another conference. They happened to have a concierge event going on. So I got to go see um, a musical for free. You know what I mean? Because it was like an industry concierge night. So it different things like that. Actually, recently I was in New York and they happened to be debuting the new restaurant at the Waldorf Astoria, La Chine. And... They were like, we're doing a concierge night. So there were twelve of us in the private dining room of the of the restaurant at the Waldorf Astoria. And it's like, you know, of course it's like chefs tasting, bringing out everything. And to get experiences like that, and then I'm sitting at the table, you have a concierge from Ireland that happens to be there, a concierge from Argentina. They're like, This is kind of cool. So to have those opportunities, I mean that to me is means more than, you know, really than anything else. But
2: my fear of asking a- Especially in terms of restaurants. Yeah. Asking them, okay, what's a, a good restaurant I mean, what's the most general question you could be asked. Oh but <laughs> my fear of any asking anybody at the front desk or somebody who works at the hotel a good restaurant is they're gonna send me to a place where all the other tourists go. Yeah. And I always like getting where the, I wanna eat where the locals eat. Yeah. You know for what sure. I mean? And it doesn't have to be the most expensive, it doesn't have to be yeah. just has to be good and where are the locals eating. So do you go out of your way to find places that maybe other tourists aren't going to be? And they, does that come from you eating out on your own and going, hey, this is a place I like? Or yeah. do you go around and seek out these places and introduce yourself? No, on-
1: I, d- I definitely uh, I always make a point to go out and check new places. I'm always like reading up about new restaurants. And even if it's something like, I don't have time to go there and eat there, even if it's like I just cruise through the restaurant to get a feel for it, the ambiance and everything. I mean, I, I really the key is when to a good concierge um, or even front desk person, if if you're asking them is to ask questions. So it's like, yeah, I get asked all the time, what's a good restaurant? And it's like, well, there are many good restaurants. So it's about asking questions to like whittle it down uh, because some people do want something touristy. And, and I, I would say for, in your case, like, don't be afraid to be like, I don't want something touristy. Like you're not going to offend. They'll be like, Oh cool. Like, do you want something casual? Do you want something fancy? And it's like, you know, kind of figuring out exactly what you're looking for. But, most of the time, like we want, we want the guests to have a good time. So we're not going to send them to a place that's like totally like cheesy and touristy, unless they're like, "Hey, I want to go to this place." <laughs> and then it's like, "All right, you know, it's touristy." I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. So, so yeah, I mean, it really is about asking questions. Like, I'll, I'll rarely ever just give recommendations without asking at least probably three questions before I give my recommendations. Because you, let's say you're like, "I want to go to an Italian restaurant." I already have, like, 10 in mind. So then I have to ask more questions to figure out what, what type of Italian restaurant, and then I'll give suggestions based off of that. So
2: Here would be the problem with uh, me having your job right what, now, that? and it's this problem I have <laughs> like, like when I have like my younger cousins yeah. come meet me. Uh, restaurants, I'm fine, but when they say something like, because I'm in my 40s, and they go, where can we go dancing?
1: Oh, yeah. And I go,
2: man, I have no idea anymore yeah uh, maybe 15 years ago i would have told you where to go until two in the morning yep. i don't have it so what do you do
1: okay um, i'm not gonna lie definitely nightlife is a little tricky I, I, I multiple sides to that well, it's, a, they
2: change all the time
1: exactly that's the whole thing is that they change all the time so luckily enough um i'm like In with a couple of uh promoters and people that i've worked with long enough and i trust their opinion and they're not about just like cnbc and they also they know about service do you know what i mean because many times like let's say you i have a friend that's like a a promoter and then you send somebody there and then they're treated terribly at the door like that's an extension of my service so i don't want to deal with people like that i want to deal with people that's like okay i know that if i'm sending them to them that they'll be taken care of
2: they got to get in yeah
1: yeah whether whether they get in i mean the other thing is tricky in la it's like a lot of time it's like bottle service it's like you got to pay oh, to play and that. that's a whole thing but it's like you know some people are into that so it's like okay and then you have to be specific like what type of music what type of scene and yeah, then this-
2: we want someone like a trip hop but a little bit of drum and bass and i'm like huh
1: yeah i basically write Was that, that like down rap? i don't know <laughs> No, i like the worst. And there are many times that I'll just like email my contact and be like, this is quote unquote what <laughs> they asked for. You please decipher that and tell me what I should suggest. Because, you know, like you, there are only so many hours in the day and, you know, we also have our own lives and outside DJs. of work. Yeah
2: when did they become oh, these international superstars and like what a gig
1: that's a thing how do they
2: tell any difference between I, them?
1: I, I don't know it all sounds the we same want, yeah, <laughs> but like, you
2: don't tell them that I'm no, sure no.
1: well I mean hey look they, they didn't ask my opinion they just want to go there I'm like fine <laughs> you know <but> it's like,
2: <laughs> is there someone younger or cooler we could talk to oh, at the hotel oh
1: <laughs> no there there have definitely been times where it's like or it's it's true because it's like they're. I mean like I work with all guys right now so there will be people that will be like I want to ask. I want to ask. A, I get a woman's opinion, and I'm like, he would have given you the like. We're both concierge You can ask us like whatever your gender specific question is.
2: What do they say? Like, where do we meet the uh, the hot ladies?
1: Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that's got to be awkward. It, it, it yes and no. Although, but I totally like to like. I can tell. Like when I've got a group of guys that come up, I'm like, look, this is yeah. my domain. So I'm like, let this me pack let me pack of bros like bros come like, over. Totally pack to- of bros. And I was like. <laughs> You guys look like you want to, like, pick up some cool chicks, like, you know, whatever. And I start talking to them like that. And I know I sound like such a weirdo, right. but they do appreciate it, you know. And I'm like, all right. I was like, look, if you want hot girls, you should go here. And they're like, that's cool. Or, you know, And it's like – or there was once – because strip clubs are a thing and that that is a legal thing. And so there are times that people will, you know – they'll come up and they're kind of skirting around the issue and I'm like oh you want a strip club okay well there's this and this you know whatever and then give them a couple suggestions I mean I always have to have a refresher <laughs> they're not at the tip of my tongue but you know um, but th- those are things that that's an interesting dynamic when they're dealing with, with me versus like I'm sure when they're dealing with the guys or vice versa like I mean a very real life thing we'll have women that stay there and they need a tampon and they won't ask a dude for a tampon and I'm like we work in hotels like wait, <laughs> It's not a big deal. Like, we are all aware of what's happening. But it's just like certain women won't won't ask a guy for it. Or they whisper, can I have a tampon? I'm like, sure, I'll get you that. No problem.
2: You never get a late night, like, frantic call for condoms?
1: Um, I have in the past. <laughs> I knew it. I have in the past. That's gonna be weird. Yeah, i like so funny. I remember one time I was so naive. I was like, how many do you need? And I'm like, oh, why did I ask that? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I just said that. That's a lot of pressure. I know. You don't want to
2: say one. They don't no, come in packs of one, no. really. I guess you had to go oh, to a vending the vending machine.
1: One time a guy called and he's like, I need Magnums. And I'm like,
2: of course you do. Really?
1: Really? <laughs> Do you you don't even know don't what flatter I... yourself yeah. sir I was like I'll send up a variety pack okay <laughs> <laughs> did you have to um <laughs> I didn't know I think we had I think we had magnums and we sent those up you just
2: have them in the hotel
1: yeah yeah people have sex in hotels
2: no but I don't know but like <laughs> do you have like an entire drugstore there oh, yeah
1: yeah to... yeah generally and then there are certain things that are um that we have like in the gift shop and then certainly we'll have like the overnight crew because it's like you know they get asked for all the like cigarettes yeah. like of course, condoms cigarettes. Well,
2: you're not working the, the great graveyard <laughs> no, no, no. shift. And exactly.
1: And generally, I'm not working that. Um, it, when I worked at one of the other hotels and I, I worked later, that's when I would get those requests. But yeah, it, again, generally, that's more so for the front desk. So yeah. it just all depends on... The calls
2: at 4 in the morning are much different than the ones you're getting.
1: Yes. At. Yeah. So when they say 24-hour concierge, and they're like, oh, there's not somebody at the concierge desk? And it's like... Because anything between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. is like... It can wait if it's something legitimate, and if it's not something legitimate, you probably don't need a concierge.
2: Well, do you ever get something where you recommended, say, a club or a restaurant to mm-hmm. somebody? They're there, and it's 11 o'clock at night. You've gone home. Did they call back the hotel and yeah. go, well, let's talk? We,
1: where is she? Yeah oh that's happened for sure and i mean i'm i always keep my phone on me and i I always have a policy with whoever because it's to me it's like about a team effort so i would hate for the fact that like i'm at home and maybe i'm at home like just watching the tv like call me you know because it might be for the person that gets the phone call they're like oh my gosh i don't even know where to begin and it would take a quick phone call and it'd be like boom this is your answer so it's like i always keep it very much of an open door policy like call me if i'm not there because i'm Again, it's part of the team effort um
2: it's awkward for you if you're out with people and
1: yeah I mean, I, but, but I mean, it's like it's I don't know it's like anybody that has a job and they're like on call, and it's a quick like work related question right it, to me, it's like if I can answer the call and give them a quick ten second answer and it like saves them. I I would be happy to do that versus not answering. And then they're like freaking out for an hour or two hours or whatever the case is. So, but that doesn't happen too, too often, especially if it's going to be later like that. We also try to be, it's about managing expectations. So that's where you say, Hey, I'm not going to be here after 11. This is your contact person. Whatever.
2: Oh, that's cool. Well, I could do this all day. I could ask a concierge all day. You
1: could ask a concierge. But I know
2: you don't have that time, and we don't have that kind of time, but I do (laughs) want to ask you about the website, and what was your uh, plan for it, and where do you see it heading? What do you want to do with it?
1: Um, Well, so I definitely... uh, I I really... I'm a big fan of the video component. I mean, that's really where. Yeah, I'll,
2: I saw you have a lot, yeah. of, a lot of video. In there. So, and it looks great, too. Yeah, thank I don't know you. what you're shooting on, but it looks great. Some
1: fancy stuff. Is that I,
2: your stuff, or do you hire uh, people? I, I've, I
1: have a team. So I've got like a production team. Oh, you have team. a team. I do. I have a team. Wow. I know. Exactly. So I've got a team. Um, I mean, you can't be an expert in everything, it's about knowing the. I know to surround yourself. Well, with looks, those looks lovely. Thank you. Um, so yeah, right, I mean, right now I've, I've been really focused on doing 15 second travel tips that I post on my social media, pretty much Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, which has been a cool thing because you know attention spans are are they're not what they used to be, and so 15 seconds it's a great little tidbit.
2: I'm sorry. What? <laughs> uh-huh. oh. see what i did there guck, 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 guck. <laughs> that was Folks. funny
1: that was funny oh um, <laughs> so you know I, i'd really love it to um expand to an actual um you know be great if it was an actual show mm-hmm. so um but certainly creating a presence and you know i'd even like to write a book at some point so yeah, I'm just I'm just sharing everything, all my secrets. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's to me, it's an exciting sort of thing because I get to share what I do, and people seem, and and then I get to like represent the city, and it's corny, but I love LA. So <laughs> I do. So it's kind of cool when I'm able to help people fall in love with it as well, too. Have so.
2: people found got stayed at your hotel because they saw you through the website?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. People come. They're like, you're the girl from online, and I'm like. What video did you see? <laughs>
2: no. Well, I hope the hotel is like taking yeah. care of you. First.
1: Oh, no no, the, the the hotel's great. They they've been so accommodating and um that I mean that's one of the reasons why I'm there is that they really kind of like work with me and um it's it's cool to have have a team like that. So, yeah. I love the London. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, ask a concierge. Is that that's the t- title on everything? The Instagram and yeah, the Twitter and everything. Exactly. Right? exactly. Okay. So, dot con- TV.
1: Dot TV. Ask a concierge. TV because dot. it's video. It is
2: TV. Yes. Exactly. It's video. Well, thank you for doing this. This has well, been awesome.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Dandashi. Yes.
2: I <sighs> got it right. Yeah,
1: you got it. Ding, ding 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 ding. Well, thank you.
2: This has been awesome.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
2: Ask a concierge. TV, folks. Go
1: there <laughs> and ask. Ask away. I want to smile
0: all for me, Sarah. Ooh, oh, smile, smile I want you to laugh me feel and I keep me crazy, crazy. Feel cold You warm me And when I feel I can't go on If you feel like leaving You know you can go But why don't you stay Until tomorrow If you wanna be free You know All you got to do Is say so And when you feel cold I won't When you feel you can't go on I'll come and hold you It's you and me forever Praise and